Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Second Amendment Foundation Studios, this is the American Gun Show, educating and informing gun owners across America. Now your host, the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. And welcome in to the brand new Second Amendment Foundation Studios right here in North Jetson, Indiana, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I am the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve, along in studio with... The Peak Clock Girl, Samantha. I'm the voice of awesomeness. <coughs> oh, man. Just, uh, excuse me there. Had a sneeze. Don't worry. He does not have corona. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, but uh, before we get going on that, we want to send a big shout out to the band Skillet for allowing us to uh, use their song Resistance for the new open for the show if you guys listen very carefully to the uh, words of that show, or the words of that song, I should say. The words it, of that show. Yeah, well, you know <laughs> what? It, it is what it is. Um, the words to uh, Resistance, you could see that it fits in very perfectly for what we do here at the American Gun Show. So, again, a big shout-out to Skillet. Um, the song is Resistance, and... It's actually kind of a funny story how we came across this song. Sam was uh, driving to the store. Driving home. Well, why don't you tell the story? I just happened to be driving home and you know, listening to Pandora. And this song came on, so, you know, after I listened to the first and second chorus, I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I need to go over and remember this song because I've got to tell Jason because this is perfect for our show and what we do and what we stand for. And it couldn't be more perfect. Uh, it's It actually doesn't get no better than this. So, again, thank you very much to Skillet. All right, folks, so if you've been living under a rock, you noticed that the coronavirus has been dominating the news. Um, I really didn't want to talk about it, but because to me, 
I've said this from the start. We've dealt with SARS, West Nile virus, bird flu, swine flu, H1N1. Um, isn't that the same thing as swine flu, H1N1? Yeah, it is swine flu. Okay. Um, we've dealt with all these different kinds of new viruses, Zika virus, and yet it hasn't been this bad. And it is just absolutely getting... I think it doesn't help when you have the media that are playing, you know, playing into everybody's fears. Um, I know I've seen that idiot Alyssa Milano tweeting out today that uh, one million people are going to be affected by the time this is over. Like, you know, this is causing nothing but mass panic. And Well, even if one million are affected, let's just go over and be honest, okay? Affected, maybe just infected. One million, how many people live in this country? 320 million plus. Okay, so one in 320 people. That actually is not that bad. No, and folks, we've, we've talked, I mean, anybody who's thinking about this, the flu kills more people every year than any disease on the planet. A lot of those deaths occur, occur in third world countries where they don't have access to health care like we have here in the United States. And the death rate of this disease has only been 2%. About on average, that's what we calculated it out at. I mean, we're not seeing, you know, everybody's acting like this is the new bubonic plague. This is the new black death. Folks, we, the whole idea that, and I was very against the World Health Organization coming out and declaring it a global pandemic. I mean, their reasoning for why they said it's a global pandemic is because the way the disease is spread and how fast it's spread across the world. But the fact of the matter is, unless you're a senior citizen with a compromised immune or a compromised immune system, you're really you're, you're really kinda in the okay. clear. Yeah, you know, you're probably gonna be okay. It, it's not gonna be the end of the world. Um before he continues, I'm just going to apologize if anybody hears any uh dog barking. We have a few dogs in the studio again and uh I did the stupid decision and decided to give them each a, a treat, and yeah. So <laughs> I apologize for that. If you hear any dog barking, just kind of ignore it, or you can enjoy it if you really choose so. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you know, this coronavirus thing is getting so out of hand. I mean, I'm sure if you've gone to uh, the store, you can't find toilet paper. You, you can't find anything that you're looking for. Uh, bleach, hand sanitizer, that kind of thing. Toilet cleaner at this point, since it has bleach in it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's getting absolutely nuts. And Baby wipes, too. We're starting to... Sam went into the store a couple nights ago just to pick up a few things that, you know, it's not that we're not prepared. You know, we have a month of, uh, we have a month of food saved up. We, we always do. You know, we're always prepared because, you know... That's just the way it is. We have plenty of food in the house. We have all of our necessities that we need. And if worse comes to worse, I mean, do we have plenty of toilet paper? Yeah, we have plenty of toilet paper. If worse comes to worse, we have baby wipes. We got a ton. <laughs> or a bunch of missing socks. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> a bunch of socks that don't have matches. We do have the, that is the military way. <laughs> all my veteran friends out there understand. But we're starting to see how this is affecting even the gun community um sam you went to blyce today uh because 
Well, story before that is because just in a town not far from us, there was a few arrests made for people. They were armed robbery for money and toilet paper. Yeah, it's getting to the point where uh, uh, this happened in Knox, which is not too far from where these uh, Second Amendment Foundation studios are at. And you had some idiots in there trying to rob money and toilet paper, which... Which, you know what, if, if on the chance that society does break down, we need to be prepared. So, we're already prepared with enough food and toilet paper and everything to last a month, easily, mm-hmm. in this house. In our house. But, uh... We don't. We didn't have enough, in my opinion. I, th- I I would think that you know we needed to get more ammo, because y- you know you never know what could happen. So y- you can't really have enough ammo. No, you can't ever have enough ammo. And with people freaking out, I figured you know it. I'm not freaking out, but it, the thing is, even if you're not freaking out, you still have to prepare, just like the other people who are freaking out. Because if you don't, then they're going to get everything that you possibly need. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I went out and I guess. Went to buy some bullets. We're not panicking here at the American Gun Show. We're just, you know, we always stress uh, preparation, avoidance, and awareness. That's what we're always stressing on this show. So that goes into just the preparation part of it. Now, Sam, you went to Blyce today. Uh, I did not go with you. So why don't you describe to the listeners what you saw at Blyce? Well, it being a Saturday, it was pretty busy. But ignoring the fact that it was Saturday... I mean, I talked to our good friend Justin there, and he, they were pretty much out of 9mm rounds. I mean, I just looked at the ammo that they had, and it was massively depleted. And we got into talking to how crazy it's been, and he actually told me that, and I'm pretty sure this was throughout the whole day of just him on sales, he sold 27,000 rounds of ammunition and when I was there there was a, a guy who actually came up and said what's the cheapest AR that you have what's the cheapest used AR you have and we were both looking at him and it's like you know it's it's not this crazy I understand he's he's being prepared but the thing is you should already if you are already you cared about in my opinion at least if you cared about your own self-defense you would have already had the the AR mm-hmm. or maybe he could be someone who's just decided that you know what I have isn't good enough and I need to upgrade to something which you know could be the case but it's I just feel like people are freaking out mm-hmm. way too much they're just people are just freaking out way too much now the guns on the wall um you were telling me about that because they have a oh a lot of them are gone and the reality is with Blyce which I'm sure a lot of gun stores are like that the guns that they have on the walls that you can get your hands on, those are their display guns. They don't sell them unless that's the last gun they have in stock. And Sam said there was a ton of guns missing from their wall. I would say a good 30, just in a guesstimation, a good 35 to 40% of their guns were gone off the wall. So it was a massive amount. So we see what's happening here is that, you know, people are panicking over the coronavirus. And I'm not, look, folks, I'm not trying to downplay this at all. I'm not saying that this isn't bad. All I'm saying is that 
I don't think we are at a point to where society's going to break down. You're, you know, this isn't going to be like something you see out of The Walking Dead. I think that this is, you know, we're dealing with a, a disease, a new disease. This happens year after year. Everybody gets sick with the flu every year. Some people are calling this a novelty flu, uh, which I guess the, the coronavirus is some, some type of flu. It's a respiratory illness. A lot of people that are getting sick are not dying from it. Um, a lot of the deaths that we've seen have come from that nursing home in uh, Washington State. I think the death total last I saw, which it could be different now, I think the death total was somewhere around like 49 people. It could be higher than that today. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I would bank on it probably is. Last I heard, it was about that many deaths and about 1,700 confirmed cases. Yeah. I mean, look, folks, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But the le- the last thing that we need to do right now is panic and think that the world's going to come to an, to the end. I know schools are shutting down. They're canceling sporting events. And uh, the whole world's basically shutting down. You know, I mean, we're, we're seeing a, a ton and a ton of things that are changing here. But, and and closing, but look, if you just follow the... Wash your hands. Right, I was going to say the universal precautions. Um, if you just follow the universal precautions, wash your hands. You know, don't be around sick people. If you're sick yourself, stay home. Um... You know, the symptoms that we've been seeing with uh, the coronavirus is, you know, cough, shortness of breath, runny nose and sneezing is uh, not, not associated with it. it. It can happen from what I've heard, but it is very rare. You're just mostly, you get a fever and you're tired. That's what mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people just say it feels like. It's not as bad as everybody thinks. Yeah, the best advice that I heard a doctor say is before you come into the emergency room, call your hospital talk to a nurse or call your family physician and tell them what's going on and let them tell you you need to go because think about it this way folks if you are infected with the coronavirus and you go into the emergency room and you're potentially infecting everybody in that room that might not be there for uh the same reason you're there for so i really suggest that if you're feeling sick, if you're not, you know, if you're not feeling good, call your family physician or the emergency room and tell them what's going on. If they know you're coming and that you potentially have coronavirus, they're going to be prepared for your arrival. Exactly. And get you into uh, some type of quarantine to where you're not possibly coming into contact with other people. That's another way we can cut down on the spread of this disease. But folks, I'm just here to tell you from what I've been seeing, from what I've been reading um, from the CDC and from what I've been reading from uh, people in the, in, you know, the health organizations, just relax. Um, it's, we're probably going to get a little worse, but truth be told, it's probably going to get better. It will so, get better. Not even probably. It will definitely get better. People just need to calm down. So just relax and everything will be all right. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you guys tonight. As always, uh, we want to talk about our newest sponsor that is coming on board, and that is Taurus Firearms. You're going to be hearing a lot 
uh, from them, and you're going to hear us talk a lot about Taurus as well. Well, you have heard us talk a lot about Taurus as well. So we can't wait to get going. We'll be right back after this timeout. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit Alien... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. GearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. All right, welcome back to the American Gun Show and we've <laughs> we've got to talk about this. What? Joe Biden completely made an ass of himself. Shocker. And we're going to play you a little video here and this video was of Joe Biden who was basically confronted by a Michigan union worker, I believe he worked in the, uh, I believe it was the metal industry, the iron workers, something like that. I would assume. Um, but he confronted him on his stance on gun control. And Joe Biden literally cussed in his face, challenged him to go outside, and called him a horse's behind. So listen to this, folks. Right, and take away our guns. Just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. So the very beginning, I have 
not say that. That's I not true. I did not say that. Video. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that are saying they're lying. Oh, well, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, I take the AR, the AR-14s. Yeah, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on. Hey, let's get a little bit more. There's a lot of guys. A lot of guys wanting to do I'm not worried. It's so much fun. Come here, Frank. Don't be such a worried guy. And so, as you can see there, uh, which we had a lot more, uh, we had a ton more on that video than uh, we normally, we got from the news medias. But as you can see there, Joe Biden's basically being called out. He tells a potential voter, can, can you believe this stuff? A potential voter that he's full of poo, you know, sorry, FCC, FCC airwaves won't allow me to say the actual word. In fact, we'll have to bleep out because it wasn't bleeped in the video, so we'll have to go back and edit that. But the point that I'm making is he goes through and basically says that the man's full of poop. Then, you know, George, uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Joe Biden, the genius that he is, says that we're going to take away your AR-14s. Why would he want to take away the AR-14, Sam? That is the safest gun in America. I know. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he wants to take away the AR-14. It's never killed anybody. No, hasn't killed anybody. It's never been, uh, never been used in a mass shooting. It's never been used in a school shooting. Any- I mean, heck, it's never even been used at all. Yeah, because it doesn't exist. You see, this is the funny thing about Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden can't seem to... <laughs> Joe Biden just can't even seem to go one day without making a gaffe. I mean, I am really, I'm really, really starting to believe that there is some form of dementia that's associated with Joe Biden, because half the time he doesn't remember where he's at, he doesn't remember, you know, what day it is. I mean, this is... Who his wife is, apparently. Yeah, he couldn't tell the difference between his wife and his sister, but let's go back to the video of what he's talking about. He said that he's not, att- he's not trying to take away our guns, but yet he's sitting here saying... We're going to take away your AR-14, which, I mean, clearly we all know he means AR-15. Yes. Um, But did you notice in that part right there where he said, you're not allowed to own anything? Did you catch that, Sam? Yeah. He said right there that we're not allowed to own anything. That should tell you something right there. Because it says in the Constitution that we have a right to own firearms. But Joe Biden doesn't think that way. Also, he said, I have a shotgun, a 12-gauge, a 20-gauge, and my son's hunt. Sam, I know we've beat this dead horse I don't know how many times. but no, let's beat it a little bit more. But is the Second Amendment about hunting? No, it is about self-preservation. I don't understand why these Democrats and anti-gun people think that the Second Amendment is about hunting. It doesn't have anything to do about hunting. But, yep, here we are. But the the thing is this. He continues on to say, 
you're putting Beto in charge of your gun control. When Beto O'Rourke famously said, hell yes, we're coming for your AR-15s and your AK-47s. I mean, at least he got it right. And then when the guy, I mean, this whole tirade began with this authoritarian politician who showed all of us who cared to pay attention exactly what anyone with questions his record against his narrative can expect. Insults and aggression. Joe Biden did a sit-down interview with Anderson Cooper of CNN, and Anderson Cooper said to Joe Biden, what do you tell gun owners because they say you're coming to take away our guns? And he said, bingo, if you own an assault rifle, we're coming to take your guns. Folks, let's just throw out the whole assault rifle thing here, because I know people want to try to draw the difference between a regular gun and an assault rifle. There is no such thing as an assault rifle, first of all, regardless of what any idiot like Poe Murray, Chris Brown, Shannon Watts, or Michael Bloomberg tell you. There is no such thing as an assault rifle in civilian hands. You notice that, I want to point this out too, in that video. You notice that the guy said, Machine guns are illegal, and Joe Biden said, so are AR-15s. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, Samantha, but did not, didn't the Heller decision say that firearms are in common use, are protected under the Second Amendment? I mean, according to Biden, you're wrong. Well, according to Biden, I'm wrong, yes. The 2008 Heller decision where the Supreme Court ruled that guns in common use were protected under the Second Amendment. Well, apparently they're thumbing their nose at the Supreme Court because Joe Biden thinks they're illegal already, and they're not. Because guess what, folks? The AR-15 is the most popular rifle in America, regardless of what anybody says. But the thing is this. This being a mere, uh, a mere citizen, an average citizen, a hardworking American, and this is what I find so interesting. Joe Biden says, don't tell me that, pal. I'm going to go outside with your ass. Joe Biden is sitting there basically threatening a voter. Biden threatened this guy. It was an invitation for a physical fight. I don't know. I think we should impeach him. I mean, let's be honest here. They tried to impeach President Trump over a phone call. And what, is, and what did Joe Biden always say while President Trump was in the whole impeachment thing? Oh, well, nobody's above the law. Well, Joe, where do you get off that you can threaten an American citizen like that? I tell you what, <laughs> I wish that would have been me. I wish that would have been me, because I would have said any time, old man. You see, this is the problem with Democrats. This is, this is the huge problem with Democrats. Democrats think they can say anything they want to somebody. With no sort of repercussions. No sort of repercussions whatsoever. Remember, when Beto threatened to take our guns and we said, come and take them, and the liberals and the Democrats all went, oh, you can't say that, you're threatening Beto. No, I'm not threatening Beto. I'm responding to Beto. 
That's exactly what I would have said if Biden said to me, you want to go outside? I can't wait for May because I'm sure he'll be around here and I'm going to go see him. I bet you will. And I really do. Let me just put it this way. I dare him to say something like that to me because I'm going to say, really? You want to step outside? And then you know what I'm going to turn around? I'm going to turn around and sue him for threatening me and intimidating me. Then you probably shouldn't say that. You should step. You want to step outside, even well, if you're responding to a threat. You shouldn't do that if you really wanted to sue. <laughs> case in, my case in point is: Who the hell does Joe Biden think he is saying that President Trump's unfit to run the country when he's sitting here threatening a voter? I mean, this is the hypocrisy of the Democrats far left. And this ain't the first time Joe Biden's threatened violence on somebody. Joe Biden famously said that if President Trump was standing in front of his face, he'd punch him. I would pay to see that at the at I the, would, at the debate. I would, I would pay to say that at the debate. The last thing that really sticks out to me is that Biden's denial that he works for the people. When the guy said to him, you work for me, and he said, I don't work for you. Yeah, you do. Folks, Joe Biden's there trying to get his votes. And he believes it's otherwise. And then he turns around and calls this voter a horse's ass. Well, I can almost guarantee you some a person that won't be voting for Biden this November. And it's going to be this guy. But the thing is this. He is not wrong. There is... It's undisputed truth that these politicians work for us. They're the one out there trying to get your vote, which means you work for me, not the other way around. I don't work for you. The fact that Biden wants to go off and say, I don't work for you, this just proves right here that he is completely unfit to be a president. And I know, I know there are some presidents or there are some People out there are like, oh, he's only doing what Donald Trump has done. He's only doing what Donald Trump does. Let me ask you guys something here, and I, I'm really, I, I'm really asking a very serious question here. Um, when have you ever heard President Trump threaten an, an individual? If you have, send me, send me the link. I want send it to uh, an individual person and not groups of people. Yeah, just so not groups of people. Just yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, Sam. Not groups of people. I want where President Trump was threatening an individual. If you have that link, send it to me at Facebook, The American Gun Show. Send it to me there. I want to see it. And if it's undisputable, indisputable, we will go over and make sure next week's show we will. Talk about that. Absolutely. But the point that I'm making is everybody says that Trump's unfit to run office and you have your president. I mean, let's be honest here. Bernie's done. Yeah, I wish. You know, I'm not sad to see him go, but it's just I do feel bad for him in the aspect that I really do. He got screwed. Well, well, he is getting screwed. I mean, plain and simple. But the point I'm trying to make is that Biden says Trump's unfit. He's clearly showing the fact that he is unfit. We'll be right back after this. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. 
These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones? Would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or USCCA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. .com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. As you know, the American Gun Show is proud to be affiliated with the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA offers education, training, and most importantly, legal defense should you ever need to use a firearm to defend your life or your loved ones. But that's not all. The USCCA self-defense shield not only covers firearms, but all self-defense tools. Knives, tasers, whichever tool you use to defend your life. We have a link pinned to the top of the American Gun Show Facebook page at Facebook slash The American Gun Show. If you use this link, not only do you get peace of mind of having the self-defense shield, but you help grow this radio program. Once again, visit the American Gun Show Facebook page and click on the link. Thank you. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Alright folks, welcome back to the American Gun Show. And even though that we have this whole issue of coronavirus uh, happening in the country, well, guess what? That's not stopping people from banning guns, particularly in the state right next door to us, Champ or uh, uh, Illinois, the state controlled by Chicago. Now, this is a story by A.W.R. Hawkins that came out today. Illinois mayor issues a coronavirus order allowing the ban of gun sales. Yeah, because somehow banning guns is going to stop the coronavirus. Champaign, Illinois Mayor Deborah Frank Finan, who is a, uh, oh, well, uh, oh man, it escapes me here. What could it possibly, oh, she's a Democrat, issued an executive order Thursday that gives her the power to halt ammunitions and firearm sales in the city. The city of Champaign announced the executive order saying, quote, Mayor Deborah Frank Finan's 
issued an executive order declaring the existence of a local emergency in the city of Champaign related to the COVID-19 virus, which is causing or is anticipated to cause widespread impacts on the health of members, excuse me, of the community. Provisions in Chapter 12 of the Champaign Municipal Code provide the mayor authorization to declare an emergency for a limited period of time. This allows the mayor to exercise his significant emergency powers at the inception of the emergency and then provide an opportunity for the city council as a whole to deal with the emergency. On Friday, the city of Champaign posted additional information on the executive order. The order makes certain powers available to the mayor should she choose to use them. Now, WAND 17 reports that banning ammunition and firearm sales is one of the powers made available. The Washington Examiner reports that the order also gives her the power to prohibit sales of alcohol and curtail sales of gasoline. Oh, because that's not going to cause a problem. Tell people they can't get gas. Oh, you probably get vouchers for only a certain amount. You're only allowed to have a certain amount of gas. Yeah. Now, the city of Champaign's community or communications manager, Jeff Hamilton, said, quote, the executive order allows the city to be flexible to prop, uh, properly respond to an emergency needs in the community. None of the options will necessarily be implemented, but are available in order to protect the welfare and safety of our community as needed in Quote. So, guess what the mayor did? Uh, if you're in the city of Champaign, you can't buy ammunition or guns. That's what she did. So, because I have time to start making bullets. Well, let me just ask you this, folks. Um, you have people out here who are possibly going to riot. And, I, and look, I'm not saying that I hope this happens. All I'm saying is that they're is a possibility that, you know, you've already, I mean, we saw in uh, different places here in Indiana, uh, particularly near the Illinois line uh, in the city of Merrillville in Calumet City, Illinois, they had cops coming to Walmart and uh, Sam's Clubs and Targets, and they're providing crowd control because the stores can't manage. It's like Black Friday. It's literally, it's like, Black Friday every single day. That's that's really all it is. Well, the problem is the stores can't manage these mobs. Yeah, it's they're not they're not anticipating it. Like Black Friday, they would anticipate it, but this is an unexpected mm. development and everything. So no, they're not anticipating any of this, and they're not prepared. But here's the issue that I take place, and anybody can watch any apocalyptic movie, you know. Uh, and what's one of the first things that you see break down is. Who are the well? Let, not, let me not put it that way. Who are the people that are always screwed? It's the people who can't have the means to defend themselves. Yep. They're the people's that they're they are the people who get turned into victims. So now there's a let's just say this happens in Champagne. There's a mob of people coming down the road because they know you have toilet paper and bleach, and they're going to come into the house and take your stuff. But. The mayor said, well, I'm banning the sale of ammunition and firearms. That way, it keeps our community safe. But yet, the mob's bearing down on your house. I guess you can take 
in, you know, that the mayor really has your safety in mind because she just prevented you from being able to defend yourself and defend your property. No, you know what you need to do? You just need to go over and throw the bleach at them, okay? <laughs> like, literally take off the cap and just start chucking it out. <laughs> Maybe that might stop them that, you know, it'll kill your lawn. But just start chucking the bleach out at them. Maybe they might have an open cut it'll get into. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> they get bleach in their bloodstream, they don't have to worry about coronavirus. Exactly. They're clean. <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here, I, I know we're kind of being a little bit, little bit. Well, I just want to advise: don't and nobody drink it, nobody put it in their bloodstream. Okay, it's a complete joke. You know the fact that you're even saying that. You know, I, I'm just the, I'm just for the people. Just remove all warning level labels and let the problem sort itself out. No, we're not gonna. But no. that's <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. No, what? But in all seriousness, here, I'm. You know, think think about it this way. What are Democrats always telling us? Well, we're banning guns for safety. But in reality, the people that already have the guns who are saying, hey, I need to go out and and riot and steal. It's basic human instincts, folks, that if you have something and somebody else wants it, they're probably going to come try and take it. If they want it bad enough. I mean, think about it this way. We've watched watch any you know show that's uh you know zombie apocalypse i mean stuff like hell even the walking dead just watch the walking dead what do you see what happens there when rick and his buddies all have stuff that somebody else wants what do they do they come after them yep the the fact of the matter is remember the scene in the walking dead and if any of you haven't watched The Walking Dead, you know, sorry about your luck. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert here. When they were in the prison in, what was it, season three or four? I thought it was only season two. Uh, Might have been. But they were in the prison. And the governor and his cronies wanted the prison. Oh, yeah, that's later. Never mind. And guess what they did? They showed up in a huge fight ensued. Because they were desperate and they wanted what Rick and his buddies all had. It's basic human survival. You're going to do what it takes to... And look, I'm not trying to to say that... Um, Don't go out and do this. That good people are, are necessarily going to do bad things. But what I'm saying is that when times become desperate... So do people. People become desperate. And look, my number one priority as a father and a husband is to take care of my wife and my children. That's no different than the guy down the street that has a priority to take care of his wife and children. And if things got that bad to the point where he might think, you know what, I've got to go try to take this guy out because he's got stuff that I need for my family and I have to look out for my family. That's what it boils down to. But the idea that, oh, well, if we ban ammunition and and guns... We're going to make the community safer. No, you're not. You're just going to turn the people that already have. It's just like we say with the criminals. The criminals already have the guns. What it's going to basically do is it say that our next door neighbor had already purchased, you know, bullets and guns, and say I have the guns, but I don't have bullets. What can happen is if I have enough like toilet paper, and this person needs toilet paper, they can come in with their guns. And I have no way of defending myself. Exactly. 
So that's my problem with this. I'm fairly certain that this violates preemption law, too, in Illinois, because we saw this with Deerfield last year, where no municipality or anything can make the law tougher than what it is. But this is probably just another loophole that the Democrats found. Probably. That, oh, well, I could give myself emergency powers and then screw Illinois' preemption law. I mean, we're definitely going to have to look into this, but it just amazes me that in the first moment of crisis, what's the first thing that the Democrats want gone? Guns. Guns and ammo. Well, we want guns and ammo gone because, my God, we don't want to, we do not want to deal with this. (laughs) It's absolutely, it's mind-boggling to me. I mean, Nothing surprises me anymore, Democrats. <laughs> well, it's like you said, Sam. Don't, don't. Uh, remember last week on the show when I said, you know, what else stupid can you possibly do? And uh, you said, that. don't they'll say that because they'll take it as a challenge. And here we are a week later, and look what's happening. Challenge accepted. American yeah, exactly. Show. Challenge accepted. So. I mean, folks, like I said in the opening of the show here, the, the worst thing you can do is panic. There's, you know, all the friends that we've talked to here, we're all kind of under the assumption like, yes, this is, this is bad. This is, it sucks. You know, uh, I've been hearing a lot of parents like, oh man, what am I going to do? I, you know, I feel real bad for the mothers who have a job. Even just both parents, if both parents have a job and because those schools closed down. That's, yeah, that is... Now you got to try to find babysitters or they have to take time off work and... Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel bad for those people because now they've been pushed into a situation where, hey, you know, I... Yeah, you they know, can be screwed. Well, I mean, look at Drew and Amber. You know, now Amber's got to try to find, you know, a babysitter for um, her son. Which you better have, hope you have supportive parents that are willing to help or supportive friends. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this is just a situation that it's kind of, it's kind of boiled down to. I mean, I understand the precautions. I I understand the precautions. I'm not against what they did at all because, you know, if you can go over and help curb the spread so you can eradicate this thing faster, by all means do it. Yeah. And I mean, most kids get sick at school. I mean, because they're around all those other students, I mean. That's how everybody, that's how a lot of, it, it's when you're around a lot of people, that's when you tend to get sick. Well, I mean, a school is a petri dish of germs. I oh, mean, yeah. you look at all the kids that go to a school, I mean, you've got some of these high schools out there that have 5,000 people in them, and that's a small school. Yeah, well, remember, I graduated with like 500 kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a, you know, that's kind of, you know, you have some of these schools that have thousands of kids, but the point being is, is you know, folks, this just goes to show you what the Democrats' minds are on. It's control. It, it's nothing but control. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, well, I'm going to declare a state of emergency, and I'm banning firearms and ammunition. The sale. i got to bail this, uh, ban the sale of them, because if I ban the sale, it'll make our community safer. I hope to God that, that nothing bad breaks out in champagne. I really do, but... If it does, the people who already had the stuff are good to go. The people who weren't pre-prepared, sorry about your luck. Yeah, you're you're in trouble. But, you know, hopefully it won't come to anything like that. We'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, 
and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level, but we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. Welcome back to the American Gun Show, and some in the state of Minnesota are bound and determined to pass gun control. Now, with a Republican-controlled Senate, it's very unlikely that this will happen, but they're going to try it anyway. The House recently passed a number of gun control bills, and not everybody's happy about it. One such person is Minnesota Sheriff Joel Brott, who lashed out at the efforts to infringe on your constitutional rights. In a statement he posted, in particular, this is what he said in the statement. Quote, I too have concerns for the safety of our children and all of our citizens, but I don't believe more restrictive gun control laws will resolve the problem of the escalating gun violence in our society, end quote. You know, I don't like using the term gun violence because a lot of times it's not gun violence. Gun violence kind of just implies that people are just going around shooting people. That's what it kind of sounds like. But... What it really, to me, is is it's a gang problem, it's a criminal problem, but again, <laughs> let's, let's just look at the side of things here. The sheriff's right. There are some people out there that really do believe that laws make us safer, and you, quite frankly, are living in a utopian-based world that doesn't exist. Never mind that there's no such thing. But I get where you, you know, liberals are coming from. 
However, it's imperative to understand those who understand, or it's imperative for us to understand those and how they don't, they don't, to make our stands. That made no sense. I know it made no sense. I'm, I'm babbling my words here. It's imperative to understand why they want to pass these gun control laws, and that helps us make our stand. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I have no idea why I babbled like that. <laughs> The f- <laughs> people I know, he's slightly stupid sometimes. You, you know, she, she gets away with this because she's married me, and believe me, I do stupid at least once a day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pr- that's very accurate. We, what I'm saying is, we simply cannot allow the gun grabbers to run roughshod over this conversation. They will say anything. They, they, we catch them in so many lies. I mean, we, we just catch them in so many lies. And it's a misguided effort for, on their parts to try to infringe on our Second Amendment rights. Time and time again, we see how these laws fail to accomplish their goals, and yet they continue to cram these down our throats. Let's take red flaws, for example. Red flaws, huh? Red, red flag laws. This is a rough night for Jason. Yeah. One of the things we're told is that they're useful for combating suicide. While there are a number of other ways for somebody to commit suicide, the focus is always on firearms. Experts say guns are more effective, so limiting guns for suicide attempts will save lives. Hence, red flag laws for suicidal people. If that's true, though, then... Why are suicide rates climbing in states with red flag laws? I mean, it's not like they work, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is this. We've seen states that have passed red flag laws, such as California, uh, Connecticut. We're, We're seeing these all across the country. Well, we looked at some of the numbers on suicide rates because everybody's always talking about how, remember my conversation with Raj a couple uh, weeks ago? Where, he's, where he said that this is about preventing suicides. But a lot of these states that have red flag laws, we're actually seeing the suicide numbers are increasing. They're not decreasing. So, if these laws are working, then wouldn't the suicide rate be dropping? You would assume. That's what I would think would be happening. The sheriff in Minnesota makes reference to the factors that cause violence. And he's right. We need to focus on that. Violence is violence, whether it's a gun, a knife, a hammer, a car. Removing one weapon from the, uh, from the, the scenario doesn't make society less violent. You've just removed an effective means to combat that violence from the hands of law-abiding people. See, that's what gun control is about. Let's take a look at Great Britain, for example. Great Britain banned banned guns. There's very few people in Britain that are allowed to own guns. But yet, what did we see, particularly in the city of London? We've seen more attacks on people with knives. We've seen home invasions because nobody's scared. Okay, why do you think a lot of people don't break into houses here in America? Because you'd probably get shot. 
In Great Britain, people who break into homes don't have to worry about that. That's why you're seeing the home invasion rates going up in Great Britain. The fact is, a lot of people try to think of different ways to why the violence is there. If we look at the causes of violence, the root of it, you can change the entire nature of the discussion. Are people violent because of single-parent homes? To be honest with you, I don't know. But if they are, then we need to address that issue. Are they turning violent because of poor job prospects? If so, we need to deal with that. Like I've been saying for the longest time, you need to not put a Band-Aid on stuff and actually get to the root of the problem. Right. There are a lot of factors, more than likely, several play into the role of fostering violence. That violence won't care about the tools that it uses against other people. A violent criminal can hurt someone or kill somebody with their bare hands if they wanted to. Keep in mind, when we looked at the FBI Uniform Crime Report, what did we see? More people were killed by blunt force trauma, say hammers and baseball bats and lead pipes. More people were killed than rifles of all kinds. And yet, who are the politicians and the anti-gun people? What are they trying to ban? They're trying to ban the guns. We've seen more people killed with bare hands and feet versus rifles. But yet they want to ban the rifles. You see, I've come to one conclusion, folks, in that Democrats don't care if you get your head stomped in on the curb by somebody. As long as you didn't get killed by a gun, that's all they care about. Look, anybody who's smart has to realize a gun is probably the most effective method to murder someone. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting to the root of the problem. You're just trying to put a Band-Aid over it. You're not trying to figure out what's the underlying cause. You need to get to the underlying cause of the problem. Not try to ban everything outright and think that uh, everything... It, it's, it's like going over and sweeping dirt under a rug. Well, it's never going to go away. Let's take this a step further. And I first want to say this, though. I'm glad that this sheriff spoke up and said something. There need to be more sheriffs like that out there. Yes. Partic- particularly in a Democrat state like Minnesota. It typically swings Democrat. But let's take a look at Chicago, for instance. What are we always hearing about Chicago? Well, we're hearing about the gun violence, using their term, the gun violence in Chicago. But a majority of the shootings that happen in Chicago are gang-related or drug-related. But let me ask this question, though. I mean, Sam already knows the answer, but here's the question anyway. Why are these people in Chicago resorting to selling drugs? Because jobs are so hard to find in Chicago. You have jobs that have actually left Illinois and came to Indiana. Why are the reason, what is the reasoning for that? Well, it has to do with the fact that they tax the ever-living crap out of you in Illinois. There's people I work with at the railroad that are from Illinois that have moved or are considering moving to Indiana because the taxes are so high. And what did we talk about with the coronavirus? 
When people get desperate, they are going to do desperate things. When we look at the poverty rate in Chicago, we see a correlation between the poverty rate and the same demographics of people that are causing the violence. These people are doing what they have to do to survive. Whether, you know, if it happens to be selling drugs because they can't get a good enough job, then that's what it is. It, that this is, it's one of those that, you know, people think gun, it, when you talk about guns and gun politics, it's more than just that. If you don't, we have to delve deeper into it. I mean, we, that's why we get into the conversations about like economics and like the coronavirus and all this other stuff, because gun, everything tie, can tie into guns. Pretty much everything can tie into guns. Absolutely. This is what we're seeing. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's coming to this, but Sam's right. We need to stop putting a Band-Aid over this and address the actual issue. Unfortunately, you have Democrats that won't do that. You have, and mainly because they get money from people like Michael Bloomberg, or you have idiots running organizations like Brady and the Newtown Action and... Mom's Demand Action, which is a silly name. But the fact of the matter is is that we have to address the issue at a whole. Why are these people in Chicago, in every Democratic-controlled city for that matter, and if you think I'm wrong, prove me wrong, why do we see this in these Democratic-controlled cities? Some of these Democratic-controlled cities are some of the most violent cities you can ever set foot in. At least on the bigger scale, not the minor scale, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of small, small towns that are democratically run that aren't that bad. But when you get it bigger, that there, it's just not not good. Well, I mean, you take a look at Indianapolis, and people say, "Oh, it's because of the population. Population don't have squat to do with it, folks." I'm sorry, population ain't got squat to do with it. When you have a population like that, and you can't offer them good jobs, they're going to resort to what they do. Just like Indianapolis. Indianapolis is nowhere near the size of Chicago. And yet, Indianapolis is the most dangerous city that we have in Indiana. And that's saying a lot considering that Gary is a stone's throw throw away from Chicago. And they ain't even as most dangerous as India's. They're about at the same, to be honest with you. They're about right on the same par there. But the fact of the matter is, you had a lot of businesses in Gary because of the steel mills. Had a lot of businesses there. Now you see places in Gary that are virtually a ghost town. Gary can't even afford to replace light bulbs in their stoplights. Yeah. So you, they put up stop signs. Yep. Because that's they a, can't afford it. That's how bad it's getting. And like, I, and like I say, you know, Mark Walter's uh, saying is true. Show me a city in decay and I will show you a city run by Democrats. Prove me wrong. This is what we're seeing. Let's address the actual issue of gun violence. We've actually, let's have this conversation. Let's have this conversation with people. I've said that to people. Let's have this conversation. You know what they say to me? I'm not having a conversation with a gun nutter. I don't know what a gun nutter is. I mean, usually I'm just called a gun nut, but he called me a gun nutter. 
I know what it means. Yeah, I probably know what it means too, but we, we can't say it on these airwaves. All right, folks, that's going to do it for hour one of the American Gun Show. We will be back at the top of the hour for hour two. Take care, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.